Welcome on in. We got a fresh week for you here on the Locked On Syracuse podcast. Today's episode brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the car parts you will ever need. rockauto.com. And when you check them out, be sure to write Locked On in the How Did You Hear About Us box upon checkout. All right, we got a jam-packed show for you today. Lots of football, lots of a lot of stuff on a Friday news dump from this past week. We'll dive into all of that, but first check out the show on Twitter at LO underscore Syracuse. You know, we got a great tweet over the weekend from our guy at Cuse Country, and it was the Jordan jamming, and he he turned it into the, the open for the Locked on Syracuse podcast. So shout out to our guy at Cuse Country, and he put out an, uh, an awesome video. The second I saw it, I texted Tim, and said, you got to check this out. This is probably the coolest tweet I've ever received, actually. It, it was super flattering, so appreciate the love you show for us, Q's Country. You may notice I'm flying solo today. Tim Leonard's on vacation this week. If you want to see some great golf courses, just find Tim on Twitter, at Tim underscore Leonard 4, and you will probably see pictures throughout the week of Tim's golf course trip across the, the Northeast um, because he's going to be playing pretty much every course known to man that you've heard of out in the Northeast. You can find myself as well at Tyler Aki underscore. But today's show, we start with Syracuse and their return to practice. You know what we got over this weekend? We got clarity with what's happening in terms of COVID testing and what's happening in terms of the numbers at Syracuse University. I don't know what caused this to happen, but their hand was forced. And with a Syracuse player sitting out of their football practices, and it's starting to pick up some news now. I've started to see, and and Tim and I talked about this on the Friday show, but it felt like Syracuse wasn't getting a lot of pub for the fact that they were probably doing the most significant thing across the entire country in terms of programs that have not canceled their season, but in terms of the players going out, making a stand, and really forcing the hand of this administration that, hey, what we have in place right now is not satisfactory. We need better if you want us to play this season. And guess what? That's exactly what they got. And we also got some transparency with the numbers. So John Wildhack released a statement. I'll read that for you in just a second. But I think the biggest part of what we saw, first of all, what is Syracuse and the players getting? First of all, we see this, Syracuse now getting tested three times a week once gameplay starts. So the week of September 7th leading into their opening matchup against UNC, a trip down to Chapel Hill, you're going to see the Orange getting tested three times a week, and then they're also going to be tested once a week in the preseason. Again, we heard earlier that they were getting tested every other week, which is just outright foolish because at what point, at that point, you might as well not test them at all. If you might as well do the Liberty thing that they're doing down south. And we'll talk about Liberty later on in the show because that is an absolute joke what is going down in Virginia right now. So we will touch on that later in the show. But with Syracuse, so they're getting tested 3 times a week now. And at least once the gameplay starts. And that lines up with what the Big 12 is doing right now. And it's up from one time per week, as mandated by the ACC, and up from two times a week that we saw Syracuse come out with a week ago in terms of the changes that they would be instituting to their testing protocols. And what I say is this. 
I love that the, fa the fact that these Syracuse players, they stood up and they got what they asked for. They are getting the appropriate amount of testing per week, especially once these students start coming back into campus. And I think this is what Syracuse is, this is their long play right here. Because right now the ACC is, like I mentioned, only at one testing per week. Syracuse is going to be getting tested three times a week. So three times as much as their ACC foes. And again, it varies institution to institution, but the ACC is saying you just need one test per week. And I say this because Syracuse, I think they're going to be the trailblazers in the ACC because, again, we've heard Tommy DeVito say this. We've heard players across the country, not just at Syracuse, but we've seen it all over the NCAA. They talk. Again, it, it, it's never been easier for these athletes to communicate. A lot of them went to high school together. They've played or just are connected through Instagram. They've maybe gone to some showcases together. The world has never been more connected than it is now. And that obviously applies in the world of college athletics. So when Syracuse, and again, I, I made this parallel last week, but when Syracuse is the kid in the grocery store checkout line that's getting a Reese's from his mom, well, if big brother's getting a Reese's, little brother wants a Reese's too, or a Snickers or a pack of M&Ms. And they're going to go to their parents and say, well, if, if big brother Tommy's getting it, why can't I get it? And I think that's the precedent that is going to be set around the ACC because especially in the Power Five, with football schools, again, football is king in college athletics. And with these football schools, there is the, the resource in hand to be able to test these players at least three times a week. Now, here's where things can get dicey. If that becomes the standard ACC protocol three times a week, you know what that's going to do? That's going to knock out that one non-conference game. If it gets to that three times a week mark, it'll knock it out because guess what? Sure, Syracuse can, can pay for these three times a week, but can UNC Charlotte, Can on Syracuse's schedule, can Liberty afford it? We don't know. It may knock out some of these non-conference games throughout the road. And listen, I'm going to talk about this later on, but Liberty should not be on Syracuse's schedule. Outright foolish what is going on down there and we will talk about that in a little bit so Syracuse I think is setting the precedent right now now the one thing that I think is missing from this and at least this is from the announcement I, I don't know what goes on behind the scenes this is a question that is more geared towards John Wildhack but with everything coming out about the potential heart effects of a positive COVID-19 test and, and contracting COVID-19 where are the heart scans? Because we've seen in the Big 12, they're doing these EKGs, these ECGs, these heart monitoring procedures so that they can monitor if a player does contract COVID-19, that they are going to be healthy in the long term. Because again, football, it's great now, but if there's something that pops up long term that they're starting to see, especially we've seen it in the Big 10, this pop up a lot that is where you're going to run into some problems because we've already seen, again, this is one of the big reasons why the Big Ten is shut down is because they've already seen 10 of their athletes contract heart conditions that they believe are linked to COVID-19. And 
you don't want that on your hands. Again, the the one thing that the NCAA and, and these conferences don't want on their hands is the case of liability, and that's maybe why they've been a little early to jump the gun and cancel. So I want to see Syracuse, the ACC, make these heart scans mandatory because this is what could end up saving a kid's life. All right, coming up next, Syracuse did release those positive numbers on their COVID tests. I'll tell you about that next and also why it doesn't really mean much to me. I know everyone was up in arms all happy about it, but I didn't take a lot away from it. I'll tell you about that next, but first, I got to tell you about our friends over at rockauto.com. You know, this is that time of year you're using your car a lot because, hey, no one really wants to get into an airplane these days, so you're taking some road trips maybe. You're driving the kids to practice or whatever, and that means you're putting a lot of wear and tear on your car, and you may need to also maintain your car with everything that's going on right now with that excessive car use. And the best way to do it is by going to rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is the easiest way to get your car repaired. And it's a family owned business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Be sure to go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They've got everything, engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. RockAuto.com gives you a super easy catalog to navigate. And guess what? You see all the parts available for your vehicle and you can choose the brand, specifications, and all that good stuff. Best of all, the prices at RockAuto.com are always going to be low and they're the same for professionals as well as do-it-yourselfers. Be sure to go to RockAuto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Be sure to write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Again, write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com all right you ready for your big number it's the number five that is the total number of syracuse athletes so not just football players but the entire athlete population at syracuse university that's how many have tested positive for covid19 over the 1200 plus tests that have been doled out since athletes have returned to campus. And all five of those athletes, again, not specified over which sports they were, but they have all been cleared to return after properly quarantining. And no positive tests have popped up in the four weeks since the return. So John Wildhack and Syracuse Athletics released this statement. Our top priority continues to be the health, safety, and well-being of our student-athletes, coaches, fans, and campus community members. We remain committed to doing everything we can to ensure our student-athletes are and feel safe, supported by and comfortable with the procedures and protocols we have put in place to maintain a healthy environment for them to train and compete. For football, this includes a robust testing effort, which includes weekly testing during training camp and testing three times a week during their playing schedule beginning the week of September 7th. Due to a miscommunication about when weekly testing would commence, the team did not practice yesterday, which at the time was Friday. Today was the team's designated day off, that being Friday, and football team plans to resume practice tomorrow, which was Saturday at the time, provided we have received the results of yesterday's testing. Again, Syracuse players did return to practice over the weekend and will also be practicing today, which was previously going to be a, a scheduled off day. 
Um, he goes on to say, since our student athletes arrived on campus, we have administered over 1,200 tests. To date, five individuals have tested positive for COVID and have since completed the necessary isolation requirements. There have been no positive tests in the last four weeks. Currently, we have zero test testament to our student athletes' commitment to protect themselves, each other, and our community. We are incredibly proud of our student athletes, coaches, trainers, classmates, and our campus by adhering to the extensive public health precautions we have taken during training and even requesting additional precautions. This is a rapidly evolving and fluid situation. We will continue to listen and engage with our student athletes and make adjustments to our safety strategy as appropriate. Finally, we remain in close contact with our fellow ACC schools, public health officials, and medical advisors to guide our decision making as it relates to intercollegiate competition. So again, really only have to worry about football at this point because they're the only ones that will be competing, at least as of now, in the upcoming fall season. So good to see, of course, uh, you never want to see a high number. I think I saw over the weekend Oklahoma as a football program had nine test, nine players test positive. Another concerning thing that I saw over the weekend was UNC players. I saw this on this was floating about on Twitter, but it was a bunch of UNC football players. I think most of them were freshmen, and they were all out partying together, gathered in a large group. And again, this is the dangerous part now because, like I mentioned, the schools to watch. I gave you this list last week. The schools to watch: Notre Dame, NC State, and UNC. Those are the three schools we have to see go off without a hitch these next couple of weeks because their students are now back on campus. They've been on campus. They just finished their first week of school, and they're, as of today, going into week number two. Syracuse doesn't start for another week. However, there are students that are starting to filter back into campus, such as the natural flow, and, and many of them do have to quarantine over these next couple of days and weeks to make sure that they are all good to go by the time school starts on August 24th. So that number of five that I mentioned, very, very nice, very good to see. Only five athletes test positive, and I think the bigger thing there is the fact that there haven't been any positive tests in the last four weeks since. But again, that is not the number I care about. I want to see what this number is after Labor Day, after school's been in session for a couple weeks. And I think the big week, for anyone who's fresh out of college or if anyone wants to crack open that yearbook and go back to their college days, what was the big party week? It was that first week of school, syllabus week. It filters right into Labor Day weekend, so you get the extended weekend, and you really don't have to do anything that first week. You're just you're getting handed a syllabus, and boom, you're in and out of class in 15 minutes. You meet your professors, and you go off on your merry way. I want to see what this number is after Labor Day because... That is the big party week. I remember my time at Syracuse. Pretty much every single night, I was going out and partying. And I, I'm hoping most of these students, and especially the athletes, are taking this a little more seriously this year. Listen, you're not going to have the syllabus week back, all right? It sucks. A lot of things suck right now, all right? But if we all do this together, then guess what? Maybe we can get back to a sense of normalcy. You may not have your syllabus week this year, but maybe you can get it next, or maybe if you really pound this thing into the ground, you can get your winter syllabus week, all right? And go enjoy yourself a nice night out at Lucy's or, or Fagan's or, or, or Harry's or, or go downtown into the city of Syracuse, all right? If we can hammer this thing into the ground because everyone's taking charge and, and taking action, then guess what? We, we could be in a good spot by the time the new year rolls around. But 
again, it, it's alarming when you look across college campuses across the country and you just continue to see students not take it seriously. And again, I see it all the time. I see it on, on Snapchat, the, the, the friends that I have that are still in college, many of which are, are not abiding by social distancing procedures and protocols. And I don't know what the university handbooks are from college to college, but I know at least from a, from a Syracuse perspective, it doesn't look like, and, and again, I'm not calling out any Syracuse students in particular. I haven't actually seen it from Syracuse students, but from, from other schools across the country, I have seen many of these students not following these procedures. And when you're blending the ecosystems of the football team along with the general population of students who may not be taking this as seriously, they don't feel like they have as much on the line as these football players. Because again, we've seen the Taj Harris tweets. My mom's working three jobs. I need this season. He wants to boom this season so he can go pro and then provide for his family. And if that's going to be taken away from him because some students decide to act careless and put their own personal satisfaction over the greater good of the Syracuse student population, then that's selfish. And I hope the university does something to crack down on them. I hope to see that these students take it seriously because if you want to see some football this fall in the Carrier Dome, again, you probably can't go to the stadium to watch the games in person like we love to do, but you can watch it on TV. And again, I've enjoyed the hell out of these last couple of weeks of watching live sports, whether it's the NBA bubble, the NHL bubble, baseball has been going off pretty smoothly so far, the WNBA, we've seen MLS, international soccer, I've watched it all, UFC, golf, tennis, I've literally watched it all, and it's because people that are within these bubbles are taking it seriously, and that's what we need these Syracuse students, and, and frankly, students across the entire country to do. It all needs to be taken seriously. So I want to see this number of positive tests. And again, the university probably won't disclose it to us. I felt like we were a little bit lucky to see that Wildhack came out with that number five earlier in the week. But I want to see what that number is after Labor Day because that's the only number I care about now. And if that number is still zero, then guess what? Syracuse, you hit a home run. You did it the right way. You've taken this whole thing seriously. And we've heard Dino Baber say, I feel like this program would be in the final four if we were, were handing out a national championship based on positive tests. And he's probably talked with a number of coaches from across the country too and has gauged the pulse on that. But again, it's a little alarming when you see your week one opponent, UNC, and you've got some football players going out and partying. So... We'll have to, hopefully we'll see Mac Brown and the rest of the coaches across the country. Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma, just crack down on this because this needs to sort itself out if we want to see a college football season this fall. All right, coming up next, one team on Syracuse's schedule is just not taking this whole thing seriously. I told you, it's Liberty. We will deal with the Flames next. Busy weekend for John Wildhack because we see this SportsIllustrated.com report that comes out. ACC teams wary of Liberty's COVID-19 testing protocols ahead of non-conference games. Again, every ACC team scheduled right now to play one non-conference game and one of the most popular opponents on that roster 
is Liberty. And the Flames, remember Hugh Freeze? We saw him last year in his in his hospital bed up in the, the coach's booth calling plays from upstairs. And now he is clearly not taking this seriously. And he comes out with a, with a statement the other day saying that program hasn't had a positive test in three weeks. Well, all good and, and whatnot, but the screenings in the past two weeks haven't necessitated any tests because players are not showing symptoms. You know, that's not the point. You are in charge of the lives of young people here. You are a leader of men. Act like it, okay? Because that is exactly not what Hugh Freeze is doing. He needs to go out, and, and he should be calling out the university for their lack of protocol and what they're doing right now. That's what a leader does. And we're seeing right now, it's the kids at these various universities that are standing up for themselves. I am so glad that John Wildhack is standing up to this buffoon because this is outrageous. The fact that just because people aren't showing symptoms means that no one could potentially come in contact with it and, and therefore we don't need to test, that just defeats the purpose of what you're doing here. I mean, come on, get a grip. And so here's what John Wildhack had to say. Coach Freeze's comments describing Liberty's inadequate approach to COVID-19 testing are deeply troubling and pose a threat to the health and well-being of our student athletes, coaches, and staff. The ACC has very clear testing protocols in place that all scheduled non-conference opponents must adhere to. Syracuse Athletics refuses to put the members of our football program or our campus community in a position that could potentially compromise the rigorous public health and safety strategy that we have put in place. We will continue our weekly testing and move to three times a week once our competitive season commences. So we know that if you want to be a non-conference opponent on the ACC schedule, that you have to adhere to ACC testing protocols. And Liberty is not on it once, not twice, but they are on three different ACC programs, non-conference schedules this year. Because as an independent, you just got to go out and kind of take what you can get. All right, so Virginia Tech and NC State are the other two, and it comes out that two of the schools have had some troubling and con concerns with what Liberty is doing right now in regards to COVID-19 testing. So this is kind of what I was saying earlier. We see Syracuse continue to up the ante within the conference. I don't think the Orange necessarily wants to play Liberty, and it's not because of the fact that they're just another opponent to fill the schedule. We've seen a lot of trouble with Liberty over these last couple of years. And the COVID stuff, obviously a big part of it right now. And again, if Syracuse can maybe set the bar, everyone else follows said bar, the ACC raises said bar, and Liberty doesn't want to adhere to those standards, whether it's a financial reason or a stubbornness reason, then guess what? They are off the schedule. And I think a lot of these ACC teams will be better off for it because of the way that they have mishandled issue after issue time and time again. I just don't get how you can put this team on the schedule or, or even justify wanting to play them. I mean, forget the COVID stuff, all right? Actually, you know what? Don't forget the COVID stuff because there was another incident earlier this year because remember, they were one of the schools that most students went home around spring break and they thought, oh, maybe we'll come back, maybe we won't. But what happened, most, most colleges, they shut down for the remainder of the year, went remote. Liberty brought students back. 
and right out of the gate, you, you see these positive tests come up. And it, it reminds me of that great meme. And in fact, I think I even tweeted this back when, when it happened was, man stabbed says, what are you going to do? It says, quote from man stabbed, what are you going to do? Stab me? That's exactly what Liberty Football is operating with right now because that's what happened when they sent their students and endangered their students at the time. Now let's move on a football scale here because two players over the summer announced that they were going to leave the program because of racism within school leadership. We live in a, a time now, and, and we really should have at all times have lived this way, but for some reason we have chosen not to over the years. We should always have never tolerated racism. And now, all of this stuff has really been ramped up these last couple of months. And for the, fa the fact that you've got players leaving because of institutional racism within the school that they attend, uh, and a number of the statements put out by those, those student-athletes said they just, it didn't line up with my ethics. Why are you tolerating this if you're John Wildhack? Why are you cutting this university a check? Because if this is a reason and if this is a concern, there's got to be a good way to opt out of this. Now, it looks like they may be doing it a little behind the scenes here. If they do get the, this COVID testing raised and, and Liberty doesn't want to adhere to those standards, then yes, then maybe you can get them out on that technicality. But there are a lot of problems at Liberty University and... Right now, you should not be playing football against them. The, with the, the absolutely idiotic statement being put out by their head coach earlier this week, and then on top of that, you've got institutional racism that has been called out by members of the football team. This is a no-go, and we've been saying it for months now. Get them off the schedule. And I hope John Wildhack does the right thing here. All right, that's going to do it for today's show. We're going to have some guests throughout the week. We're going to have some fun this week. Tim's on vacation. I'm going to take a mental vacation, so we're going to have some fun this week. But I'm sure that we're going to have some, some big news pop up along the way as well. So we will get into everything that you see. Probably going to have some new stuff pop up in this development with college football at some point during the week. Who knows? Maybe we'll kick our feet up and talk to Matthew Gutierrez at some point. Always love talking to Goody. So maybe we'll check him into the show at some point throughout the week. All right, that's going to do it for this Monday episode of the Locked on Syracuse podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We will talk to you tomorrow.